You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I'm just saying, look at some of these emails I'm getting. I mean, I only signed up, what, a couple of days ago? You're like and now, the king of that website. I mean, right now, some of the emails that have been said, I am looking for my better half. Uh, looking for so Mr. In, right in now. No way it's generic. No, not okay. at all. I'm just me and a whole lot more. That's what Michelle said. <laughs> That's what she said right here in one of my emails. Wow, so Michelle I'm, sounds super I'm interesting. I'm pretty sure this is real. By the fact that it pings me 19 times a day, I'm pretty confident these are all real women who are interested in me. I, I'm absolutely it certain just makes sense. that they are in no way spam bots who are trying to contact you. Not at all. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do. So, of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And one of those things uh, with the podcasting is that we are nominated in Willamette Week for one of the top five podcasts in Portland. And there's a contest going on right now where you can vote for us. You can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on a link and that'll take you where you can go vote uh, for us in that contest so we become number one. Number one. Number one. But also some of the fine people that we work with mm-hmm, are nominated. Indeed. And that includes the Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery, of course, fine sponsor Fun Employment Radio. And we've got Kelly from the Bike Gallery coming in. Oh, I'm so excited. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. So he's going to tell us about you know what's new there. Uh, uh-huh. Talk about all kinds of things. Yeah, and uh, Bike Gallery is nominated in Top 5 too. So you can vote for us and Bike Gallery. And that would be awesome. That would be great. That would be super All cool. All-encompassing. Yes, indeed. So Kelly's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. But i got, I got to explain a little bit more here, Sarah, about what, right. what I was talking about. So, so I've, I'm <laughs> just guessing what you're I think it was – was it Friday we talked about this, the uh, the site that you, you informed me of this? It was, it was – I think that's that It was either like right. Thursday or Friday. Okay. One well, of the, so later in, the, in last week. Sarah informed me of a, a brand-new dating site – that's called paranormaldate.com, where essentially it's uh, supposed to be – it's put on by the guys who do Coast to Coast. So it's supposed to be a paranormal enthusiasts that, um, that are uh, also looking for, for, for fellow compatriots in the paranormal world. And so I signed up for it because in theory that sounds like something I would totally be into. You know, that sounds like right up my alley. Um, obviously, you know, uh, if somebody's into interest in going squatching, that would be something I would be, I would be right, <clears throat> right along the lines with. You know, a squatching date. That oh, sounds sure. like a fantastic time. Like, what, just wandering around I'm, in the woods with a stranger yeah. trying to find a mythical I'd, creature? I'd like you to go out to the woods with me and look for this hairy uh, man that lives in the woods. I'm not going to murder you at all. Well, we're going on a squatch date. It's a surprise. Yeah. They, that might be a little surprising if you did go out on a first date and be like, ah, it's a surprise. And you just keep driving out into the woods further and further. That sounds like a murder. That sounds like a death We've got to get way out there to <laughs> no, find no, no, what we're looking for. No, no, no. We've got to go deep for. into the woods yeah. for this surprise. We can't have other people around for what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't sound that wouldn't sound creepy at all. Um, but anyway, so this paranormal Date site. I did sign up for it just to just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's kind of like a uh, like a eHarmony for paranormal people. <laughs> Which, by the way, eHarmony commercials are the creepiest things. They ever. are, but just wait lie. until you see when they they come out with their paranormal commercials. Yeah, oh well, see that's the thing. Maybe uh, they maybe they'll come out with this. Those seem like they'd be like played at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning on cable access. Paranormal dating. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm kind of guessing it's um, basically full of spam bots. That's yep. pretty much all it is. So that, like, like I was saying, looking for my one, uh, looking for Mr. Right Now. So these are all the messages that I got. But then you have to pay for it to actually read the message, which I, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But these are the taglines. Um, you have to give something a try before you can have a say over. 
That's one of the things where it's supposed to get me to pay to click and, and read what uh, Trisha wants to say. Oh, okay. So wait, so that's how they make their money? Is- yeah. So they so I have all these pictures of women and their names and their age and where they're from. And then it'll be like, oh, they sent you a message. And it'll be like the, the subject line of the message. But I can't read the message until I pay paranormal dating. But how much do you have to pay paranormal dating? It's like. Uh, well, let me see. I'll, tr- I'll click on one of the messages. Loving life and looking to add to the happiness. Uh, that'll cost me $20. $20 for one month. Are you kidding me? $20 for one month and I can, I can read the emails. The fake emails from the Probably fake Probably fake emails. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's one or two that are, that are real well, in Well, they here. really didn't mention, you know, the whole, like, cost thing when I was reading the story yeah. about them. They said it was a free dating site. Chocolate wrote, how are you doing this afternoon? Is there any single strong, intelligent dot, dot, dot? Now I, I got to know what she says. Oh my God, that's worth $20 That's right worth $20 there. right off the bat. Got to do it. Well, so anyway, that's what's happening with my paranormal dating. I just wanted to let you know. I wanted to give an update. I feel, feel it was acceptable. Sure. But so, so is it going to go any further? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. The more I'm thinking about this, like a first date off a paranormal date thing, either way, it's going to be creepy. Like, say you, like, let's go ghost hunting. We're going to go to an abandoned house and turn off all the <laughs> lights so no one can hear us. Don't make a sound. And we can't have any other buddy or anybody else around because we have to have it quiet for this. That's creepy. Every, th- every date um, scenario is extremely isolated. Let's go creepy. out into the desert and look for UFOs. Like, that's not going <laughs> to sound creepy at all. Every place sounds like a, a like a possible murder site. It's pretty much all a murder site. Let's go site. into a haunted house. <laughs> yes. It's abandoned. Let's no, go into the middle of the desert. No woman should go on paranormal date and go out on a date with any guy on yeah. there. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's some, some decent so guys. So you've turned. You've, you've uh, totally 180'd. Yeah, I'm now just saying. Now you're anti-paranormal date. Now I'm anti-paranormal date. Okay. I mean, in theory, yeah, that sounds awesome, but... Yeah, I don't want to be the guy asking, asking somebody to go out in the middle of the woods with me alone on a paranormal date. No, that, that's just not going to be good. It's just not going to end up well for anybody, <laughs> no, matter, no matter what the situation. But anyway, well, you need so to find like, an oddly specific thing to focus on for your paranormal activity to see like, mm-hmm. you know, if you can necessarily whittle it down to your soulmate. And then maybe you can read like, the first few words and figure mm-hmm. out that it is a real person. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but see, then I still have to pay $20. Yeah, that's true. I'm too cheap for that. I would never do that. I know. I know. Yeah, there's no way. That's like half of what you'd pay for a full Guns N' Roses reunion tour. Uh, that's $50 is what I would pay for yeah. a full Guns N' Roses. I thought it was 40 All right, you do 50 I'd do 50 okay. Yeah, I would pay 50 American dollars for the full Guns N' Roses reunion. This is a standing offer to all members, but all members have to be present, including Axel, even though he can't sing right now. If it were Axel, Slash, and Duff, and uh, throw in a couple of the other guys, I'm a little, I can, I can waft on them a little bit, but Gilby Clark or something like that, Matt Storm, put them in there. Um, yeah, that's 50 American dollars sitting there right there for him. Okay. It's like 10 bucks a piece. Wow. So standing offer that's Guns N' Roses. solid gas money right there. Right here, I'm just letting you know again, standing offer, 50 bucks on the table. You divide it however you want. I don't care. That's, Give Axel five if you want. That's super generous. Take the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, it, do whatever you want. But anyway, there it is, standing yeah. offer. Um, all right, something else that I did want to bring up. And I know this, this isn't a paranormal themed show, but I, I do have to bring it up. Okay. So uh, our buddy Art at Ground Control. Yeah, yeah. Wrote and talked uh, and sent me an email about this project that's going on. It's a Kickstarter project, but what it is is so fascinating to me. That is it about Bigfoot? It's not about Bigfoot. No. Okay. No. And I swear it's not always about paranormal stuff on you. But um, have you ever heard of, and I don't know if you've heard of this or not, and, and a lot of people haven't, so I just kind of want to explain what it is. All um, right. Do you know what, and I could be pronouncing it wrong, so I'll spell it out for you. Polybius is. It's P-O-L-Y. A, a plebeus? Like a plebe? Like a... P- P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S. Polybius. Polybius. No, I... Po- Polybius? No, I've I mean, never... You, you, 
Yeah, I mean, it could be said a different way. And actually, that's part of the question, too, because I don't think anybody really knows how it's supposed to be said. What? Okay, no, I have never heard of this thing, nor do okay. I know what it is. It's an urban legend, and I heard about it when I was a kid. Um, it's an urban legend about a video game in Portland. It's actually, I mean, it, it's spread beyond Portland, but I mean, the, the urban legend took place here in Portland. And so what it is, is it's this supposedly... Back in the 80s, again, urban legend, there were these video games called Polybius that just started showing up at random, like, convenience stores and places where you have, like, arcade games, um, you know, which used to be all over the place. And they had them they, – they put them there all over the place where uh, – in Portland where kids were starting to play them. Okay. So they put them in arcades or in, like, stores? Stores, whatever. Okay. Whatever. They popped up around Portland. Sorry, like, several of them around okay. Portland. Yeah. Several of these standing arcade games popped up around Portland. Mm. And then – what happened, uh, supposedly, were kids started playing them and became almost addicted to this video game. So where there were lines outside the store, like, and, and kids were getting in fights, kids were having seizures, and then part of the rumor also, and I swear this is a, like a real urban legend, was, was that these people would show up. And then they would take the information, they, like go to the, go to the back of the machine and like remove electronic boards and stuff that supposedly was recording information and that it could have been like a government experiment on people like what they did in the 70s, you know, where they would experiment with like drugs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Or they dose people? Yeah. This was an experiment on youth with these video games that they put out, uh, put out into the Portland This is area. a real thing? A real, well. well a real urban legend? A real least? urban legend. Yeah. Sometime in the early 80s. And supposedly it was here for a while and then it was just gone. And, and there, are all, there are all these people who say, yeah, I knew someone who played it, and yeah, and it was all messed up, and it messed with his head, and then I knew someone, I knew someone, or my friend's older brother played it. Wait, so is this like The Ring, but in like a video game form, kind of? I mean, I don't think you got like sucked into it, but it's, it's, an, it's a legend, you know, and it started that from somewhere. so weird. But nobody has one of the games, so, and, and even if it's an urban legend, it had to start from somewhere, so even if this is fake... It started from somewhere and spread enough. And what this is, what Art sent, is a Kickstarter to do a documentary on this, on the phenomenon of Polybius. And this is, uh, it only existed in Portland. Yeah, that's, that's, Portland is where it happened. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't think it was any other cities where it, where it took place. I don't know if uh, Simon in the chat is being serious or not, but uh, he said that's why you had to put in your initials so that they knew how to find you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what they're doing. So it's it's a Kickstarter project, Polybius, P O L Y B I U S. It's called the Polybius Conspiracy, and it's these guys who want to make a film about about it and just like track down as much as they can of you know whether there is actually some weird, strange CIA connection or whether it was just somebody made it up or what. At least get some more ideas of where the origins are. Interesting, because no one's ever done that. Yeah, I kind of am curious about this. It's, I mean, and there's all kinds of crazy theories, you know, that so people So this develop. isn't like a couple of kids that started this rumor. This is something Maybe that, it is. But I mean, but it's something that's widespread that enough people know about it that you oh, actually yeah. remember it from your childhood. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. No, I remember about the the weird video game in Portland. Hmm. I remember hearing about it from somebody who's somebody who's somebody's older brother or cousin or who something. played it once. Right. Yeah, I mean, Portland was scary anyway when I grew up. So sure. It was a big city. It was rough and tumble. It was a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what they're doing. And so he uh, he sent me that link. So Kickstarter.com, the project is the Polybius Conspiracy. I think they've got one more day to try to get funding on it. So if anybody feels like uh, going there and backing it, it's that's a pretty cool project. Yeah. I will definitely watch that movie. I think it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. So Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah. 
No, it was a it was I'm gonna a real look, thing. I'm going to look more of that stuff up after it's, the show today. It will you will fall down a, a hole of a plebeius hole. A plebeius. I don't know if I want to fall down a plebeius hole. You could fall down a plebeius okay, hole. Okay, I it's should be careful. Possible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we go ahead and uh, take a break and, and bring on Kelly now? Let's do that. Yeah. Sweet. All right. We'll be back here in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio with Kelly from the Bike Gallery. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So I want to track down some of my old buddies and see if they remembered hearing about that video game thing. I'm starting to think that this might just be a you remember. Now, yeah, because now, now I seem crazy <laughs> since I'm the one talking about it. I'm not the only one, though. You gotta sound crazy. There are three people in this room, and only one of them <laughs> knows about what you're talking about. About the, the, the yeah, basically the person. CIA video game man. Yeah, yeah I right. do sound nuts when I say that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. We are joined now by not the police, which you may hear in the background because uh, the they window might is be open. coming our way. You never it's, know. It could be, but instead of that, we've got Kelly in here right now from the Bike Gallery. Hello. Hello. I think maybe my brain was wiped clean by the video game, so that's why I don't remember it. Oh. That ca- oh see, this makes more sense. That could it's perfect. be true. Yeah, that's entirely it. That was really nice of you. That was very good, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to go along with that. <laughs> well, so Kelly just arrived at our studio, and he arrived riding one of the coolest bikes I think I have ever seen. It's pretty neat. It's a new bike from Trek called the Conduit Plus. All right. And why is it so neat? Well, the Plus gives you a little extra boost when you pedal. (laughs) It's got uh, three settings of electric assist. So as you pedal it, it kind of doubles or triples your, your input. That's awesome. So even on a hot day, you don't have to sweat if you don't want it. I was going to say, you came in and you were not sweaty. I was not sweaty. I feel feel a little guilty. I'm not really getting my my super workout in. (laughs) Eh, It's okay. uh, That's all right on on a day like this. So it's a version of an electric bike, correct? It is. It's a brand new product. Uh, The unique thing about it is Shimano, who's the largest component manufacturer in the bike industry, actually makes the motor. And the motor is based on the crank rather than in the wheel. So you can use any wheel you want. If you have a flat tire, it's not... It doesn't create some big uh, headache oh, okay, for taking yeah. the wheel off because a lot of the electric uh, bikes out there now use a motor built into the rear wheel. So the mm-hmm. rear wheel is very heavy, and if you have a flat tire, it's it's like an act of Congress to get that thing off and change the flat. And yep, now, that's like with my scooter. I had to disassemble the entire thing. It took like an hour to get that braking system off of the back tire. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so this, this design, it doesn't matter what the wheels look like. Uh, the weight is more balanced on the bike. And if you turn the motor off, there's zero extra resistance in the crank assembly. So you can ride it like a regular bike. You can quickly disconnect the battery, and it rides just like a regular bike. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, this particular model also has built-in lights, so it has a headlight and taillight uh, system built in that runs off the same battery. And you can get, uh, depending on what mode you're in, you can get up to probably 55 miles on a charge uh, on the, the standard setting and up to oh, probably 42 miles, I think, on the highest setting. So do you still pedal while you have it on, the, on like the high setting or something like that? You or? still pedal, and uh-huh. it is, it's regulated by federal law to 20 miles an hour. So it, oh, it, I was going to ask okay. how The extra assist cuts out at 20. It's not that all electric bikes have to be limited to that, but if they're going to qualify as a bicycle on a bike path or something like that, uh, it does have to be less than one horsepower, and uh, the regulation is right around 20 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, so they may change that down the road, but right now that's regulation. Uh, this one has the same kind of software that we use for electronic shifting bikes developed by Shimano. So it's very easy for us to work on in terms of the interface for uh, firmware updates and troubleshooting, mm. that kind of thing. Uh, we're one of only six dealers in the nation that has these right now. Wow. Uh, awesome. So we are a, an early launch dealer for uh, Trek and Shimano with a product. Uh, the other dealers won't see it probably until September. 
so we have demo bikes that will be at all stores by the end of today. So if somebody That's, wants to go so into... So you just got them today? Well, we got them about two weeks ago. Okay. We're just building them up and getting them distributed. The main inventory will be at our Beaverton store and our Hollywood store. Uh, but all stores by the end of today will have a demo bike at the store. So come in and say, I want to try out the new Trek e-bike and just go for a spin in the parking lot. Or we have some might even be set up on a trainer indoors if you don't want to ride outside. Uh, but they're really, really fun. Wow, that sounds cool. I've never tried one of them before. Well, you're going to get a chance yeah. to try them very soon. <laughs> yeah. I see that leading question, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know what you're it's talking like, about. Me now, please. <laughs> please, bike, please. Well, so uh, how does an electric bike charge? Is it something like an electric car where you plug it in, or does it charge with your pedaling? Uh, this one, you pull the battery off and just plug the battery into the wall. Okay. Uh, probably down the road, they will have a device that will plug right into the bike itself for charging. But on this first generation, it's the battery just comes... And and it's, it takes about four seconds to get the battery off. There's a key that you turn, and the battery oh, slides so right off. you can off. take it with you, so if you're parking it outside, you don't have to leave the battery on. Right, and even bike. if you did, the battery is locked to the bike. Mm. So it does take a key to get okay. the battery off. So nobody's going to steal your battery if it's if it's locked outside. Um, but the, the battery lasts a really long time. Uh, I did some testing on the prototypes in January down in Laguna Beach, and the hills above Laguna Beach are about as steep as anything that's in Portland or steeper. And I rode for two straight hours in the hills at full uh, full pop, and I only drained about half the battery. Wow. So it's pretty impressive. Uh, we had one of our guys rode from the Beaverton store to the Woodstock store, rode around downtown and back, and he still had about 25% left on the battery. Wow. So it's, so, do you it's have, so you have to pedal as it's going? You have to pedal. This is a pedal assist bike. This is not a throttle equipped gotcha. bike. Um, the throttle bikes are regulated in certain cities and states. Uh, New York is one of them, and that's why Trek and Shimano did not want to do a throttle bike. Mm-hmm. Because in some jurisdictions, they're considered mopeds or yeah. scooters or things like that and require licensing and whatnot. So this one, it just, it just takes your pedal input and multiplies it. That's wow. so much fun. So it's just it's it's easy to go uphill on oh, this. It's, just, it, oh, it I want to take this it, up to Mount Tabor so bad uh, and just like fly past people. Oh, like, yeah. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> no that deal. would be the greatest thing ever <laughs> to be like, what are you guys, why are you huffing and puffing? This yeah. is like super easy. <laughs> it is absolutely cheating. No question. It makes you feel like Superman going up the hills. Oh, I bet. That's how I feel whenever I've ridden my scooter. I'm just like, I totally feel like I'm cheating. Cause like you don't earn it. I'm just like, I'm going straight uphill and it's not tiring at yeah. all. <laughs> it's okay. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> still get a little bit of a workout while you're getting the assist yeah that is cool yeah go in and try one of those try yeah try one out that's really cool that you're letting people try it too oh yeah it's it's the way to the way to find out what it's really like Mm -hmm. and it's great if you know if you're someone who commutes and maybe you commute from the west hills or something and the ride to work is really easy but the ride home Mm -hmm. is not so easy Mm -hmm. uh you know you can use a little or no assist going down and all the assist you want going home or if you have a spouse or a significant other that rides and you don't want to ride with them because they ride too fast, well, get one of these and you can go ride with that them. That is so cool. Or you can ride further than you than you normally ride. Yeah. Um, and so they you don't make, have to worry about a bus or, you know, or like right. driving out there. And with the, because you can remove the battery, once the battery is off, the bike is, is weighs basically the same as a regular bike. Uh, recreational bike, so putting on a bike rack and that kind of thing is not a problem. And that's what you're saying was the big difference with this one, that's is that big, it's so much lighter. It is, and there's there's been so many challenges in the past with the weight of electric bikes and getting them on bike racks and getting them on the bus and that kind of thing, so most of the weight on this one is it really in the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lithium-ion battery, so it's as light as it can be for the capacity that it has. 
Um, but uh, and make, is it pretty easy to navigate? Like to shift? Is there fancy oh, shifting with it's it? It's a regular shifter, so it's just like any other bike. It's a nine-speed shifter, so oh, it's a simple shift lever. And the, there's another button that adjusts <laughs> the the level of of uh, assist between eco mode, normal mode, and high mode. And you just push a little button, and it changes how much assist you get, and it tells you on the computer how many miles you have left uh, based on the charge. Oh, on the battery? Wow. Huh? Damn. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. The future is now. The it really is. The future is now. So uh, you are – so you're saying, like, primarily you are one of one of six locations in there – or one of six businesses in the entire country in, that has Yeah, this. in the U.S. There are six dealers in the United States that have them. There's only three of us on the West Coast wow. uh, that have them. So there's, and uh, one in Portland, right? Yeah. So and there's that's a you. Dealer, dealer in uh, Los Angeles, dealer in San Diego, and us on the West Coast. Wow. wow. So drive down from Seattle, too. Another to reason why uh, Bike Gallery is the best of Portland. Indeed. Oh. Ah, look at that. Look at that. I see what you're doing there. So, yeah, we've been talking about it, how the Willamette Week, which if you're not from Portland, you can still vote on this, by the way. Um, yeah, don't have to live here. Yeah, wweek.com. They're having a big thing where they put out, it's called Best of Best best 200 of Portland? Yeah, best 200 of Portland. And so it's all these different categories, and one of them you know, that we're nominated in is Best Portland Podcast, which we'd like you to vote for that if you don't mind. But there's also a bike, a bike shop category, which Bike Gallery is in. Yes. Please vote for us. Oh yes. Oh, my gosh, of course. Vote for Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery is incredible. Like, not only are they amazing sponsors of ours, but, I mean, we are actual clients. We go in no, there yeah. and have our – yeah, and get our bikes taken care of by, you know, purchase things from it. Yeah, we were just talking about going into the Woodstock store yeah. what, last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yep. we just did go to the Woodstock store. Yeah, yeah. I know. Those, uh. <laughs> then those guys were awesome, too. Yeah. Although that's where you got your rainbow gloves. I that did. I did, make. I did make fun of your rainbow gloves. It's They're true. amazing. They're amazing. I got, like, the woven like the woven rainbow patterned ones nice. on the outside. A, did they come with a free unicorn? They did not. <laughs> However, I'm looking forward. I'm going to go back and try. And, I'm, I'm going to get a couple more pairs. I like them. I forgot how much I enjoy having some extra padding when I'm gripping my it's handlebars. It's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you said that uh, – sorry, just going back to what you were saying before. So you said that we're going to be able to try these out. Yes. <laughs> Coming up in the next two weeks, we'll have you guys on them for a week. You for guys, a week? Yeah. Sweet. And you guys can go see how quickly you can – you can go up Mount Tabor as many times as you want to see how oh, long it takes yes. to run the battery out. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. I will do that. You Greg, guys could do we, the epic Portland loop or something. We have just to do flying an by everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to plan but it out. We have an to adventure. be like super cocky too about it too. We're just like, look at how fast <laughs> you know, we're going. A good a good contest would be who can make their battery last the longest. <gasps> oh, there we go. Oh, we can get like the pedometer on it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It comes to... with a computer already on it, so it'll track right. your miles and everything. Okay, we can do that. Oh, I like that for one week. Yeah, let's have the. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. I'll win that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and yeah. the hills are no problem because all the models come with hydraulic disc brakes, so you have incredible stopping power with them. And they make they make three models. They make a kind of a recreational model in men's and a women's, or a men's and a step through version. Um, and then the conduit is their commuter version, which comes with fenders, rack, and built-in lights. Oh wow! wow. So is that the one that you have the commuter yes. version that you yep. rode over? And that's based on the Link bike, which is a, a model they make without the motor. So they make two versions of the commuter bike with uh, built-in lights called the Link at, uh, without, if you don't need the motor. Wow. Oh. Somebody's saying I should periscope the uh, ride up Mount Tabor. Oh, there you go. When I do that. You can borrow my GoPro. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Okay. But, our, but we're racing up Mount Tabor. All right, fine. fine. Yeah. I've been <laughs> yeah. riding my bike every day. I'm feeling pretty confident. Often. You do ride longer and further uphill, though. It's true. Yeah, I've got that training in. Yeah. 
All right. You might you might have a little. Uh, no, you're already definitely. giving up. You haven't even started. Wow. I'm not that's good. Up at <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and vote and vote for Bike Gallery too in Willamette Week. Seriously, that's it's it's pretty cool. And as we were saying before, all... these are silly awards, but you know, but we were the, yeah, we, like, we still want accolades where we yeah, can. Who doesn't want to win though? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. Throw, know, throw some votes. Win. I want to win. <laughs> and I've already voted for Bike Gallery. Yep. Thank you. Yes, of course. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> awesome. Kelly, well, thank you so much uh, for coming in you know, and, and, uh, and bringing in the bike. I think actually what we should do is maybe do a Periscope of the bike really quick. <gasps> That's a fantastic idea. Bike. I think maybe we should do that. All right. Because so. that'll be on... Um, That'll be on, on at Fun Up Radio, too. If you follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. or Periscope, you can see that as well. Cool. So, all right. Well, should we go to break? Yes. Yeah, so go to bikegallery.com. And uh, can you get these bicycles uh, by going to the website as well? Can you order they, them online? You can order them online, but you do have to pick up in-store. There's, gotcha. There are rules about that. Uh, okay. As a Trek dealer, you can order stuff online and pay for it online, but you do have to pick it up in a physical location. Understandable. And you can, yeah, and there's six different locations here in Portland. And so, most, But most of which these ones are at the yeah, Beaverton the, the stock, and yeah, The stock of the bikes is going to be at our Beaverton store Hollywood store, but all stores will have a demo bike to ride. Cool. And we can Perfect. always bring the bike to one of the other stores, but we're just keeping the inventory right now because it's the inventory is a little more limited because we're an early release dealer. So. Mm. Totally. Oh, awesome. so get one. If you're interested, get one while you can. Hell It'll yeah. be the first one on your block. Oh my gosh. Ooh. The first one in Oregon. Yes. Much. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, cool. Kelly, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's go to break. Okay. And let's, uh, for those of you listening live, we're going to put this on Periscope. And then also you can um, follow us on Twitter and Periscope and watch the video afterwards too. Cool. All right. We'll be we're back in a bit. sweaty in this video too. Oh, I know. So that's why I'm sweating so much right now. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty bad. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I cannot wait to ride that bike. I know. Seriously, I'm so excited. Like, I know I don't want to sound like I'm bragging about it, but I'm really excited. Like, oh, yeah. I, this, this is... Well, no, I want to go in and try it out. Well, you can. That. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anybody can. Oh, so we can figure out how to use it before. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it is It is really cool. So, um, and go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the bike gallery link from there, actually, uh, because then also you could get 10% off on mm-hmm. kind of whatever you're looking for in there. I'm just saying. It's a pretty good deal. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the bike gallery link. Kelly is awesome. Oh, uh, he's big like thank you the, to him. Yeah, he's the coolest guy. Yeah, and if you follow us on Twitter at Fun Up Radio and then follow our Periscope account, you can see the video of him explaining the bike as well. Mm-hmm. So follow us at Fun Imp Radio. There we go. Yes. Should we do some World of Crazy, Sarah? Sure. Ooh. Oh, hello, my friends. I think I need more coffee. I did not sleep well again last night. I don't have that fancy air conditioning that people have. So I am just, uh, uh, I'm going on like day two of not a lot of sleep. It's, it's been, I love how it's been like day two of the uh, hot weather. Of the heat wave. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's taking you down. Yes. Well, hello, down. my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up. Police in Florida say an argument. Of course, this takes place in Florida. Uh, Police in Florida say an argument between two roommates about pizza ended in a simple battery case by pizza throwing. By pizza throwing? Pizza throwing. You you got battery out of pizza? Simple battery. Okay. A simple battery case. So this uh, happened in a place in Florida, a magical land named uh, Treasure Island. There's an actual place in Florida called Treasure Island. 
this man's name is Daniel Allen Plunkett. 50 years young, uh, allegedly threw a slice of pizza at his female roommate, striking her in the left hand after they were arguing over who got the majority of said pizza. <laughs> uh, so, according to the police report, uh, the pizza was very hot. However, it didn't leave any injuries on the woman. But uh, police were called to the scene. Uh, Plunkett, the 50-year-old man, uh, denied throwing the pizza, despite the fact that he was, quote, not wearing a shirt and had pizza sauce smeared all over his chest and shorts. <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Plunkett said, no, 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 I didn't throw the pizza. The roommate threw the pizza at me. Uh, so the report also notes that the roommate uh, and a witness at the scene were afraid of Plunkett, who police say was under the influence of alcohol before he threw the, uh, the pizza at her. Uh, Plunkett is currently on felony probation for a, fi- uh, a prior drunk driving conviction. So this uh, simple battery by throwing pizza is uh, putting a little over the edge there. <laughs> so the victim did not suffer any burns because of the hot pizza thrown at her. And uh, now Plunkett is in jail. Wow. In Treasure Island Jail, which sounds like a magical for? jail. Throwing pizza? Yeah. For some uh, fucking pizza throwing. It's kind of a waste of pizza, though. It you don't is really want to throw the pizza. pizza. That's that's more what I would be mad about is if I ordered a pizza with someone, mm-hmm. or there's pizza there, mm-hmm. and that person takes a piece, you know, because pieces are valuable. You only have so many in a pizza. They are. You know, you don't want to order too much or too little. It's usually just about right. And then somebody takes a piece of that and they throw it on the ground or throw it at me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be pretty mad. Yeah. Not no, not about would... the not about the pizza getting getting hit by it. You're very about pizza the possessive. Well, I'm v- I like to be fair with pizza. You know, I like it to be a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets the same amount. You know what amount. I don't like about sharing pizza with you? What? Is the fact that if we're having a meeting at your house or if like we've ordered pizza and you know, we'll have we'll order like a pizza for the two of us. And then I'll have like two pieces and you'll have two pieces and then you never offer to wrap up the extra pizza. You always just keep the other half of the pizza. So you well, get seventy five percent of the pizza. If you want extra pieces of the pizza, then you should take them with you. Because I mean, if you leave them there, I consider because that. I assume that you're not going to eat right. all of the pieces of pizza. So the why next would time I not I eat them? Over, like if I'm coming over the next day, I'm like, okay, well the pizza will be there, and then you've eaten all of the pizza. Oh, no, the the transaction was done at that point. You could eat all the pizza you want. And you could take the pizza with you, your appropriate pieces. But you leave the leave the domicile without eating those pieces. That transaction is over and those pizzas are that's that's free that's good fair game to know. good to know that's fair game next so time we you order can take, pizza i'm taking all of it but also sometimes you eat more in one sitting than i do because i eat really slow so you'll eat like three pieces to my two pieces now you're gonna have to factor that in when you're taking your bonus piece that's no that's not no no, that's how it works. I get half the pizza. Half okay, the pizza is mine. If there are eight pieces, so therefore you're getting. If I eat three pieces of pizza and you are eating five, you're still. Taking I don't eat my five. Piece. I'm yes, not eating five in one sitting. Oh, in two. I'm sorry. The sittings are spaced out like an hour or two. But if you've already left, then it's fair game. It's not fair game. That's not your pizza to take. Um, kind of at that point, you've abandoned the pizza. I'll remember that next time. All right. So first. Uh, food throwing story. That was the first one. Two Florida food throwing stories. I didn't realize they were both from Florida. Uh, So this one, the first one was from Treasure Island, Florida. This one is from Crestview, Florida. Wasn't a man throwing it this time. It was a woman. Uh, A 43-year-old woman, to be specific. A 43-year-old Florida woman has been accused of uh, threatening to stab a man with a pair of scissors and then throwing... A handful of spaghetti at a second man who was standing next to him. Stabbing someone with scissors and then throwing spaghetti. That's, she that's a marked stab, difference. She, she didn't stab with the scissors. She threatened to stab. Threatened. She threw, but she did throw the spaghetti. Okay. 
So spaghetti thrown. Well, it sounds like she backed off on her threat a little bit. I mean, that sounds like it was kind of, in a way, a bargain for the guy. Well, the first man who uh, told Crestview police officers, uh, so the first man was the one who was threatened with the scissors, um, uh, the first man said that Nicole Melanie Curd uh, pointed a pair of scissors at him and stated that she was going to kill him. Oh, well. Yes, but she she didn't get anywhere near him. No no poking. That'd take a little while with scissors, wouldn't it? Not the, like, super, not like the shearing scissors. Shearing scissors, I suppose, yeah. You'd have to get... No, if you yeah. open the scissors, you can, like, use it as a knife. Yeah, yeah. As I'm stabbing. Yeah, you know, seem to know a lot about shearing scissors and how you can use them to stab people. I don't know what you're people. talking about. Uh, the second man then uh, said that uh, he came into the room, tried to break it up, the argument between the first man and uh, and Nicole Melanie Curd, and that's when uh, he saw that she had a handful of spaghetti, and she hit him in the face with it. Oh, yeah, so uh, she started shouting at the men uh, after the police came. So the first man was able to call the police. Uh, she started shouting that the men shouldn't talk to the police when they arrived. However, the men did talk to the police. Just keep their mouths shut. That's what they're, that's what she's saying. <laughs> like, don't like, be a snitch. Like my favorite Lifetime movie, Men Don't Tell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she has been charged with uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill, which I guess was the scissors. Uh, oh. Battery and resisting uh, an officer without violence. Huh. Mm-hmm. You can get that even though she didn't actually do it, just the threat of it. Well, I mean, even throw, I mean, anything could be battery, couldn't it? Like if you throw a cup of water on somebody, couldn't that be assault? Yeah, no, I suppose that could be. I think it I was mean, the threat with the, uh, with the scissors. With the scissors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't the scissors. Maybe she was being charged with the throwing the spaghetti. Oh, okay. That could be it. Injury by spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Could be the spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Okay. All right. And do you have one final story, and we're going uh, across the seas. To Japan. And here's how this story begins. Uh, For men in Japan, looking for love isn't always easy. And now a survey has revealed that a quarter of Japanese men are still virgins into their mid-30s. Wow. And the problem has gotten so widespread that there are actual schooling courses designed to help them finally learn how to have sex with a significant other. What did you you say the percentage was? Uh, A quarter. Wow. What's the ratio of men to women in Japan? Does it, does it mention that in it there? It does not mention it. Off suspecting, the top of my head, I do not know. I'm suspecting that could play into that a little bit. Do you think there are a lot more men? I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm hypothesizing why that is. You're quick to empathize with these uh, non-sexual What's, men. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. They're living their <laughs> lives. They're so, being just, they're just fine. Thank you. 25% of Japanese men um, are still virgins uh, well into their 30s. So one of the programs that's being used for this um, teaching Japanese men to have sex is called Virgin Academia. And it's run by a man who wants to help the able-bodied improve their viewpoints on sex and, most importantly, teaches relations, uh, relationship skills. Wait. Wants to help the able-bodied? Okay, so it's... Help the Why ab- is it specifically... I don't know. It says help the able-bodied. That's weird. Improve their viewpoints on sex and, more importantly, teaches relationship skills, skills and how to have a relationship with another person. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Virgin Academia hasn't uh, been widely accepted in Japan society. It lectures on how to find a partner, and there's a three-day boot camp that includes intercourse lessons. And <laughs> okay, guarantees- that's not... I don't think that that's the problem of why they're virgins, because they don't understand how sex works. I'm imagining they understand how, how everything works when it comes to that. It's the getting to that point that would be the issue. 
Like, I haven't had sex because I don't understand how it works. And you know, that's not, I don't think that's what it is. Well, maybe they don't. I mean, maybe... Every, every time I get in, I, mean, I get confused. And I don't know where the parts go. Okay, that's, Larry, that's not what okay, it is. Okay, Larry David. No, what I... Maybe they don't. Maybe there isn't, That wasn't like, a Larry sexual, David impression, but I, I can see where that was going. Yes, well, maybe they don't have the same sexual education that, you know, other, like, other countries have. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't educated in Japan. I don't know if like they actually teach anything. Well, it's a shocking admission. I'm I glad know. You're I, I'm going to kind of break your brain right this now. Is it okay? Did not do all my schooling in Japan. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that's being said is that the um, the reasoning behind the statistic is that uh, since Japan's economy isn't that great, uh, many men seem to have lost confidence as they've lost their economic stature. Oh, okay. So they're saying that maybe sometimes you know it was like men in their twenties were working toward. You know, fulfilling their economic goals, then uh-huh. they lose their jobs, then all of a sudden they feel like less of men, and maybe they aren't... Feel like they made more money in their 20s, and then now the in their 30s, they're having a little, little trouble with, like, on money ends, and then they're they're feeling... Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. So since the nation is very tough and competitive, uh, not being able to find and keep a good job has uh, can be emasculating for some men. So, um, yeah, so that's an epidemic that's happening. But if they... Okay... But if they weren't having, if they weren't having sex when they were making all this money, and then now because they're not making money, that's saying they're why. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think that's the reason. I'm, you don't think that's? Happening? I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. When they just like pass up all the opportunities that they were supposedly presented with when they had all the money, but then no, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it might be. A, the I think there's wrong more to the problem. I think there's more to the problem than. Uh, than that, but yeah, I don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, if, Japan. Uh, if you do live in Japan and you are a virgin and you'd like to go to school to try and learn how to not be a virgin anymore, there is something called virgin academia All right. that you can take. All right. There you go. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Whew. How you doing over there, Sarah? I'm doing great. Putting up? I'm pretty chilly, actually. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you're cold. Yep, so All right. cold. All right, good. So cold. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do a little bit of ball talk? Mm-hmm. Because I've got some ball talk here. That sounded weird the way I said it. That did sound weird. It made it sounded me kind of creepy the way I said it. It did sound very creepy. I mean, I admit that. I know it wasn't intended to be creepy, but it did sound a little. It sounded a little creepy okay. when I said it that way. Oh. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, so we've got a uh, couple of stories here. Um, one, a follow-up on the fact that American Pharaoh, the horse, won the Triple Crown over this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was his first time in 37 years, so it is a big deal. I don't really follow horse racing that much, but sure. I understand it's a big accomplishment. Well, I know because it's... Once yeah, in 37 like years, 40, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the Blazers. That's been how long since the Blazers have won a championship. So, you know, actually, maybe that's more like 38 years. Yeah, 38 years yeah, for the that's Blazers. Longer. Yeah, So it's been longer <laughs> since the Blazers have won a championship than, than this. But still, that's a long time. So American Pharaoh, Triple Crown winner. And one of the deals is, though, with this, you know, there was so, so much money bet on this horse to win the triple crown or to win to win this last race that a lot of people aren't turning in their betting slips so they bet on american pharaoh in this last race which he won the last race which was the belmont stakes which gives him the triple crown mm, yes um and a lot of people bet the two dollar bet which is kind of i don't know if that's the minimum but probably it probably it is a two dollar bet and it's worth three dollars and fifty cents basically because he was so favored however they're not turning it in so much so that there is three hundred fifteen thousand dollars of unclaimed prizes from these betting slips oh wow because they think these betting slips are going to be worth more as souvenirs huh 
So they don't turn them in, so they can hold on to that and then sell it as a souvenir of the. Is of there the an expiration date for like when they can turn them in? They can turn them in. They have until March thirty first, two thousand sixteen, to cash in their ticket. After that, the ticket becomes worthless. But technically, it's only three dollars and fifty cents anyway. And somebody. Uh, there's some people that are already posting them up on eBay, and they're drawing bids as high as $30 already, which doesn't sound like much, but on a $2 bet, I mean, it's 10 times more the payout than oh, you're going to yeah. get cashing it in. No, I, I would hang on to it. So There it is. That's what people are doing. You seem like you'd hang on to it. No, but, really but what this story's about is that I wish I would have done it. Yep. I wish I would have done it. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. No, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I should have gone down and made a bet and just so I could hold on to it just in case. It would have been worth the $2 for me, and then I could have got $30. It's just losing money. Moving on to ball talk. <laughs> you can't lose it if you didn't have it to begin with, well, Greg. Well, I have $2. $2. Dollars. I have $2, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on to ball talk. <laughs> all right, money bags. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of things. Um, I'm gonna, well, I'll say this. The uh, NBA Finals are continuing, I believe, tonight. My webpage crashed, so I'm just going to sing it. While I figure it out, I'm not going to help you at all because I want to hear you keep singing. Just going to sing while I pull up the website that had the information. Wow, you bet you were dancing earlier. Now you're singing. Just need to pull up this website. Yep, game three starts continues tonight. Ooh, what time? Six p.m. The Golden State Warriors at the Cleveland Cavaliers. The series is tied one to one, so it should be a pretty good game, no matter what goes on there. well, dang, I was going to stay in, but now I have to go out and see that. Well, there you go. There it's you go. Those, the past two games have been so amazing. It's going to be a pretty good game. I guarantee it's going it, to... Well, I can't guarantee anything, but I'll say it's probably going to be a pretty good game because it's in Cleveland. Watch you just ruin it fun. and it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it could be. I Well, I could make a prediction on it. Should I make a prediction of mm. who's going to win this game? No. Should I? I get, sure, I guess so. I guess I'm not really invested either way. I mean, I have a team that I like. I'll tell you who's going to win. They're going back to Cleveland. It's Golden State versus Cleveland. Cleveland pulled off an upset in Golden State. The first two games of this NBA Finals went to overtime. The first time in the history of the NBA Finals that the first two games went to overtime. You know who wins this game? Who? Golden State by 15. By 15? Wait, so you're throwing in, like, actual points. Golden State by, I'm going to guess about 15 points. All right. Golden State's going to win by 15 points. Interesting. Yep. We'll, we'll have to I'm throwing that, that out there. I really don't have a dog in this race either, so eh, we'll see what happens. I would prefer I just study the numbers. not win. So, that's the way that, yeah. so I guess like by default, yeah. I prefer Golden State. Right, yeah, and that's that's what it is for me, too. It's nothing against Cleveland, but eh, LeBron's, LeBron's had his time. It'd be nice to see somebody else. But uh, I do think Golden State's going to win tonight by 15. There you go. All right, All right moving on to ball talk. Um, the Women's World Cup. Well, it began a couple of days ago, but for the U.S. it began yesterday, and uh, the United States won three to one against Australia. Oh, they beat Australia, Woo-hoo. beat the Aussies. Yep. So, U.S. doing well in there. Um, and with the World Cup, of course, there's still no matter what, it's it sucks for the for women's World Cup because it is somewhat getting overshadowed by all of this FIFA stuff mm-hmm. because it happened right before their World Cup, which sucks because women's World Cup is a lot of fun. FIFA's just taking kind of center stage. And there's a few things with it. One, the vice president, the, the former FIFA vice president, Jack Warner, he's the guy that I said is just, I was talking about where he realized, at first he proclaimed how innocent he was of all charges. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, oh, they got stuff on me. And then he's like, I'm going to rat out everybody. <laughs> and then I'm going to jump shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of the things they found out now is that the 2010 World Cup, which took place in South Africa, um, wasn't supposed to be in South Africa. The actual winner winner. Would have been Morocco. Morocco would have won that 
Wow. World Cup. However, this guy, Jack Warner, I mean, this is why I'm saying it's going to make a great movie, and I'll talk about movies here in a second, someday. So this guy apparently was playing oh everybody. He had Morocco, he sold, he sold a vote to Morocco for a million bucks. He's like, I'm going to vote for you. And, but then, so he took their million dollars, and then he went to South Africa and said, Morocco's given me a million bucks to vote for them. What are you going to do? And he got, ended up getting apparently around $10 million from South Africa. Jesus. And then he also tried to play Egypt, playing the same game. <coughs> and Egypt, I guess, from what I've read, didn't actually buy in on it because they kind of saw what he was doing. But this guy took the money from Morocco and South Africa. So he just played Morocco. He took their money and just like, eh, nope, voting for South Africa. Wow. Game went to South Africa. So you're like almost admiring him. At I'm not point. admiring him, but I'm saying it's fascinating. That wow, this guy was really good at it and so blatant, and he was doing this for so many years that it's just uh, it's pretty incredible. All the stuff that's going to be coming out about this. However, there is one other thing that did come out. I keep talking about how this is going to make a great movie someday. Oh my god, I'm so annoyed with you saying it's going to make a great movie someday, Greg. It's going to make a great movie someday. <laughs> However, there already is a movie out, and it's called United Passions. So I honestly didn't know this when all this went down. FIFA sponsored a movie about themselves that is actually out now. It's called United Passions. It stars Tim Roth as Sepp Blatter, uh, Gerard really? Depardieu. Tim Roth, he was the guy in uh, at the beginning of uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction right? Four okay, Rooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gerard Depardieu, Sam Neill, and Fisher Stevens. I'm not sure who Fisher Stevens is. I probably would recognize him. I mean, those are some fairly big name actors. They sponsored this movie about themselves, and it's all about how amazingly great. These founders of FIFA are and all of them are. That sounds like if you were an evil dictator, like something you would do. (laughs) They would make a movie about myself. Make a movie about yourself. When I guess this movie, it starts. All the reviews are just. It's just an abomination because they they premiered it at uh, Cannes and. I guess it starts off like showing all the children are supposed to be. It's, oh, it's all for the children of the world to join together and play soccer. And then each section is about how amazingly great and selfless these FIFA leaders are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the while, now we know how fucking corrupt they are. And, and uh, so this, this movie came out in the U.S. It debuted in the U.S. Guess how much it made on its opening, uh, opening weekend here in the U.S.? Um, $36. $607. Oh, wow. $607. That's how much it made. Wow. So uh, it's called United Passions. I'm not, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it, but I hope it comes up on Netflix or something. Mm -hmm. Just because it's so ridiculous uh, sounding. I want to see it. But anyway, there we go. Okay. United Passions. <laughs> United Passions. That sounds like something from uh, Top Stuff. Top it does, it does kind of sound like that. It doesn't sound like a soccer movie. It doesn't really sound like a soccer movie. Um, oh, okay. Just real quick Fisher Stevens, he's one of the guys from Short Circuit. Oh. All right. He was also in uh, Only You, starring Marissa Tomei one. and Robert Downey no, Jr. Marissa Tomei, I like. Mm. I don't know about Only You, so though. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is. Huh. Well, so Short Circuits Fisher Stevens starring in United Passions. Go <laughs> or get Only t- Use Fisher Stevens. Or Only Use Fisher Stevens. <laughs> and then uh, Gerard Depardieu, whatever. Oh, Depardieu. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember what he did, but anyway. There we go. Uh, he concludes. was from uh, My Father the Hero. <laughs> I have no idea what you... <laughs> like, you could be making up a movie name and I would have no idea. No, that was also uh, starred Gerard Depardieu and also Catherine Heigl before... Uh, My Brother the Frog. You know, he's from that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. she was older and bitchy. She played a bitch in, in who, My Father, the Hero. Catherine Heigl. Oh, yeah, Hegel? yeah. Heigl? Uh, Meagle? Michael? Heigl. I don't know. Heigl, I think. Sure. Right? There we go. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> 
from my cousin the leopard, Gerard Depardieu. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Jokes. All right, there we go. All right. United Passions. <laughs> it does sound very, oh, very romantic. It, I just, I really want to see it. Wow, I that really sounds like the biggest, like, wank fest for themselves. It's, that's all it is. We're all just so passionate about the sport no, and giving and l- not look up, um Look up some of the reviews of United Passions. It's, it's pretty funny. It's wow. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I highly suggest doing that. All right, uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Wow. Uh, Keelan looked it up. Uh, the FIFA film United Fa- Passions running at a loss of $26 million. <laughs> a loss of $26 million. See, I want to see it, but I don't want to see it get any more. I just want it to be released for free somewhere online. I bet it is somewhere. Oh, you'll be. Because I don't want them to get YouTube any money. YouTube or something. Big thank you to Kelly. From the Bike Gallery for coming in. So don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Bike Gallery link, and that will uh, take you there to their website. Also, if you, if you see us out and about, perhaps ask us if we have anything for you from the Bike Gallery. Whoa. Well, maybe. We might have something to give you. We might have something special that you would if have you, to you, approach us in person for. Exactly. That sounds uh, very... <laughs> it's called United Passions. You have to close your eyes and open your mouth. <laughs> no, no. Whoa. Whoa. You're sullying the spot here, Sarah. That's uh, not at all. It was um, delicious candy, Greg. I don't know what you're talking about. It's called United Passions. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, if you do see us out and about here in uh, Portland, anywhere, please uh, come up and say hello. Say hello. Mm-hmm. We, we do appreciate it. Please it's do. Awesome. I want to say also hi to Steve, who I met uh, this past weekend. He was wearing, it was awesome. I was uh, out and about and I saw him and he was wearing, I'd never met him before and he was wearing a Fun Employment Radio hat. Oh, that's awesome. It was really cool. So I felt super douchey, but I'm like, I can't not go over and say hi. Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, hey, I like your hat. And I'm like, I was so like not charming and it was embarrassing. So hi, Steve. When you say you're out and about, I picture you with like a Mm. feather boa and like a... I don't know, like a some kind of weird uh, giant yep. fur coat. Yep, that's how you riding around in a limo. It. That's exactly. I was what out I and about like. the other night. Say hello, Sarah. If you can get through security. All right, we'll be back so tomorrow weird. with more Fun Employment Radio. Zakam, bye guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>